welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Welcome to the 99th episode of Dear Franny podcast. We just celebrated three years last week, and it's pretty cool that uh, here we are, 99th episode. I had no idea that I was going to be doing this podcast for three years, but I love it so much. I'm really personally enjoying this season that's all about manifestation, and I hope that you are as well and that you're getting a lot out of it. I want to say a special thank you to those of you who have been listening to the podcast, whether it's this season, last season, from season one, two, three, four. I'm just really grateful. And if this is your very first episode, also grateful that you have discovered the podcast. And I thank you for being here. All right. So let's dive in. Episode 99. And this topic is really, really, really important. I think that on my manifestation journey, I have been a little stubborn about this particular topic, which is clearing resistance. And it makes sense that I've been stubborn about clearing resistance because that's how resistance operates. <laughs> it operates to stop you, right? So whether you're new to your journey of manifestation or you've been on this journey for a long time, if you want to be an effective manifester for yourself, then you have to accept the premise that in the reality that the universe wants what you want for you more than you want it for yourself. And also that the fact that you even have a heart-centered desire for the things that you want to manifest is evidence that those things are available to you. Now, I don't mean that the point of manifestation is that we walk around through the world like we have a magic wand and we just go, I want that, 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 and we just get everything, right? That is not the purpose of this human existence for us to just, quote, get everything, right? I am talking about, in this whole season, focusing on effective manifestation, right, which is all about tapping into what is your heart-centered desire. We all have desire for love, for connection, for intimacy, for for abundance, for good health, for living our purpose, right? These are the deep things. These are the big things. We can manifest all sorts of things, but I am really focused on helping you manifest the big things. <laughs> it's great to manifest, you know, little things here and there. It's great to manifest things like, you know, parking spots and concert tickets. And I've manifested all sorts of wonderful little things in my life. And that's beautiful. But I also know that really the way that I use manifestation is to turn to the things that I have a strong desire for. And I don't have the quote unquote path or the means to achieve it on my own. You know, whether it's love, my career, huge weight loss, you know, places to live, travel, all sorts of things. And uh, last week, by the way, was all about manifesting love. So if that is part of your journey and you haven't heard episode 98 yet, then I invite you to go check that out. Anyway, if you're new to this concept, just for the time of this episode, at least be open to the possibility that the fact that you have the desire in your heart to experience a particular thing, to have a particular thing, that is evidence. That's all the evidence that you need, that you are worthy of having it, number one, and that it's available to you. So if we accept that the universe is not keeping anything from us, right, that our manifestations are waiting for us, then you understand how important it is to address any resistance that you have within you to having those manifestations come through. And that resistance is very sneaky. It takes many forms, but essentially the way that I think about resistance is fear and it's how your fear, quote unquote, speaks to you. 
There are physical components to resistance, which is something that if you are, you know, practice on this journey of manifesting, you probably have recognized already. If you're newer to the journey, you may not have recognized the physical components of it, but we all know about our thoughts and we all know that our fear, our insecurities, our pessimism, our challenges with feeling worthy, all of those things are going to manifest, right, in our lives through our thoughts. And when it comes to manifestation, people are always talking about thoughts, obviously a huge part of understanding how manifestation works. I want to just start by saying that there are many modalities uh, designed to illuminate and help to clear resistance. And, you know, the healing modalities. And I mean, I'm talking, I mean, everything from therapy, traditional talk therapy to different types of therapy to Reiki to sound healing, all sorts of different ways that people go about dealing with resistance. But I am for this conversation and for my life, honestly, I'm really just focused on changing my relationship with my thoughts because we all know how persuasive your thoughts can be, how overwhelming your thoughts can be. We have the ability to talk ourselves out of or into anything. And we also tend to overvalue our thoughts, meaning we tend to over-identify with our thoughts. We can think that we are our thoughts, right? If you have a thought in your head that says something like, oh, you're not good enough, or you're never going to do this, this is never going to happen, or you're delusional, or you always mess things up, or any of that kind of negative self-talk that we all are familiar with. The point of those thoughts or, or dealing with those thoughts is not to just try to override them, but is to start to get a little bit of distance from them so we can understand that I am not my thoughts, right? These thoughts are occurring, but they're not who I am. Having that distance and changing that relationship with your thoughts is really, really important. So I want to share with you an analogy because sometimes in just our cultural conversation about manifestation, you know, change your thoughts, change your thoughts, change your thoughts, change your life. And it's true that our thoughts really matter when we over-identify with them, when we take them as truth, when we take them as reality, then we need to really, 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 really be mindful of those thoughts. However, in my opinion, in my experience, it's not, you don't want to start with just change the thought, change the thought. And here's the analogy that I've come up with, which is hopefully helpful to illustrate what I'm trying to say here, which is, okay, so say you have a gas burner on a stove, right? And the burner's turned on. And so there's a flame and you decide you want this flame to go out. So you could stand at the stove and just keep blowing and blowing and blowing on the flame and even if the flyer goes out for a millisecond, reignites right right away because that gas is coming from underneath. That's what's powering the flame. So when people are only focused on changing their thoughts, to me, it's the same thing as trying to blow out the burner, right? Because what you really need to do if you want to turn that fire off on that gas stove is you turn off the stove, you turn off the valve, you turn off the gas, right? And so it's the same thing with our thoughts. So thoughts are the flame, right? Then the gas is the underlying beliefs, the underlying triggers, the underlying energetic patterns within us that constantly and consistently generate the same thoughts that do not serve us. So the point is not just to oh my God, I've got this thought in my head and I've got to ignore the thought. I've got to suppress the thought. I've got to push the thought away. That is not the point of what I am talking about. And in fact, 
in my opinion, in my experience, that is not useful. Okay. So that is just the same as just standing at the stove, trying to blow out the burner. It is futile, right? It is a waste of your energy. It is a waste of your focus. It is not effective. So what is effective? So here is my advice on changing your relationship with any of those thoughts that are, you know, keeping you back, right? I'll give a quick example of this. This is just an easy one. I've given it many times before on this podcast. So apologies to those of you who've heard it a million times. So for many years, I had a thought pattern, real underlying belief that I was not desirable, that nobody wanted to be in a relationship with me. The way that the thought primarily manifested was boys don't like me. You know, no one ever chooses me. Guys are happy to be my friend, but nobody wants to be my boyfriend that kind of thing, right? And I had those thoughts for many, many years. So when you have thoughts like that, how does that then impact you? So I'll tell you for me, it impacted me by having me, well, first of all, if anybody was interested in me, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't accept it. I would push him away. I would make him wrong. I would only be drawn to people who actually didn't like me. That's how powerful we are on a subconscious level, right? We're really, really, really good (laughs) at making ourselves right about what we believe, right? And it felt terrible, right? It felt terrible. I was walking around with this burden of this negative belief about myself. It was really painful because what I wanted more than anything was love and connection and intimacy. But I had this entire internal programming that was completely closing me off from actually having the thing that I most wanted. So that is resistance. That's how it operates. That is a classic example of how resistance shows up in our life. It also shows up in physical ways of really just reflexively doing something. I mean, anybody who's ever tried to break a habit, you know, or maybe you've tried to change your diet or you've tried to start an exercise routine and you just feel this physical resistance in your body, right? You're like, don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat that. I want to eat this. But then before you know it, you know, the cupcake is in your mouth. I mean, I'll speak for myself because I love sugar and I'm very drawn to it. And so the point is that we have to start to get a level of curiosity about what's really going on here, right? Because if we don't, if we just let all those thoughts go and just just run on a loop, then we're just reacting to them, right? And that is not how we manifest. We manifest by being intentional and about choosing to be the cause of our life's effects, right? So you can either go through life managing the circumstances of your life, or you can set an intention to be the cause of the circumstances in your life, right? The first thing to do here is to start wherever you are on this journey with setting an intention. And maybe right now your intention is to bring more awareness and more presence to what you are thinking, Maybe that's your first level of intention because if you're new to this journey and you're so used to your thoughts just going on an automatic loop that the first step for you right now is to start to just observe, right, those thoughts, start to get curious about them. When I began to shift my beliefs about, you know, boys not liking me and I started to get curious about these thoughts that were so consistently going through my head to reinforce this belief over and over again, I started to get just amazed. I was like, oh my God, I think this all the time. Wow. I really do think this a lot. Wow. And 
because I wasn't judging myself, I was truly being curious about it. I was able to start to change my relationship with those thoughts just by that curiosity. Because then I was like, well, is this even true? I mean, I know I have a lot of evidence of a lot of boys who don't like me, but I'm really just assuming that no one likes me and no one ever will. Like, what? What am I doing? Right. And so I had to start to question these things that I had just assumed to be true. And the more you question, the more evidence you will start to see of a different possibility. Right. And so setting that intention of being open to seeing that new evidence, my friend Amari would say, you know, give yourself permission to see the evidence. Right. You can literally say, I give myself permission to see the evidence that what I want is possible for me. I give myself that permission. And you are so, so powerful. I know it doesn't feel like it's up to you. It can feel like, but this is just how it is. And I have all these things that happen in my life and they just confirm these thoughts. They confirm this pattern. I understand that. And still, I promise you that you can, you absolutely can start to see new evidence and manifest a new reality when it comes to whatever you are struggling with. I promise, okay? So the first thing is to set that intention. And if you are at the place where you're like, oh, I'm really aware of my thoughts, but I don't really know what to do about them. Well, now you have a new intention to set, right? So your intention now is to decide, since you know what you don't want to believe, what do you want to believe? What do you want to create for yourself? So now it's the time for you to say, well, I choose, I set an intention to live a life where I love myself, right? I set an intention to love myself. I set an intention to believe and to know that what I want is possible for me, right? So there are lots of different, I don't want to just give you words that don't resonate with you, but I want you to think for yourself, well, what do I really want to bring into my life? And how can I start with setting that intention? Because remember, maybe I didn't say it this episode, but I've said it in the past, that setting an intention is going to then open up new pathways for you to see new possibilities and for new information to come in. So you don't have to know how. You could be like, but I have no idea how I'm gonna change this. I have no idea how I'm gonna bring this into my life. It doesn't matter. You don't have to know. This is the amazing thing. You do not have to know. And in fact, you can't know. It is impossible for you to know how that thing is gonna come into your life. That is not your department. Your department is yourself and it's your intention and it's your internal state. Once you set that intention and then you bring that curiosity to what you're thinking and you are now starting to have distance between those thoughts, right? So rather than the thought just coming in and instantly triggering an emotional response, which then dictates your actions, right? That's how our patterns persist. We have thoughts, they trigger an emotional response. That emotional response leads to a certain action and over and over and over again. That's how our patterns persist. So if you want to change the pattern, it's not just about trying to override the thoughts because we think billions of thoughts a day, actually it might be trillions, like literally so many thoughts per day, and many of them are nonsense, okay? So your thoughts are not reality unless you decide that they are, right? So this is all about starting to change that relationship, as I have said. So you are not your thoughts. They are not who you are, right? They are a thought pattern that you are experiencing as a result of circumstances, the results of the past, the results of beliefs that you have, and you have the power to start to change those underlying beliefs. Remember, you not just want to blow out the flame, but you want to actually turn off that burner underneath and turn on a new burner, right? That's what we get to do. So 
once you're starting to have more of that distance, more of that awareness of those thoughts, more of that curiosity, more starting to challenge some of the things that you might think and might believe that you do not want to be true, because if you want it to be true, then let it go. Let it go and let it keep going on autopilot. Let That's your default setting. So great. If you don't want it to be true, then you have to understand your power to change that, right? To change your belief. And when you change your belief, then the thoughts will naturally change themselves, right? And so that's what I mean by turning off the burner is because when you start to change those underlying beliefs, I mean, I haven't had the thought that boys don't like me in 20 years because it hasn't been my reality since I decided that it wasn't going to be my reality, right? So the thoughts will change when the underlying beliefs do. Now it takes some time. And the next level of this is really to pay attention to how the resistance manifests in your physical body, right? So not just in your mind, but in your body. You know, so for me, I feel it in my chest. You might feel it in your gut. You might also feel it in your chest. Where does it show up? Where maybe it shows up in resistance in your shoulders and your jaw, right? Noticing where you are tensing up where your body is not feeling good, you might be feeling a little sticky, that's static, you're feeling out of alignment. Really understand that if you're feeling out of alignment, then that's just evidence that there's something that is awry, right? And that you have the power, you always have the power, you have the power to start to take some actions to realign yourself with what is true for you and what is right for you. So paying attention to how that resistance feels in your body is a really good way for me because I know how it feels. I know that I get certain sensations in my chest when I'm feeling very stressed. Sometimes I notice that before I notice any thought patterns. I'm like, oh, wait, something's going on, right? And so what can you do in those moments? You can breathe. You can start practicing taking conscious breaths, which will bring you back to center, starts to quiet the noise in your head so you can reconnect to who you really are, because who you really are is the awareness that is can observe the thoughts. You're not your thoughts. You are so much more than that. So literally just taking a deep inhale through your nose and holding it for a moment and exhaling through your mouth and holding it for a moment and inhaling again through your nose and holding it for a moment, exhaling, holding it for a moment and just repeating. Sometimes if I'm feeling very triggered by something, my fear and my programming is feeling very triggered by something because who you really are, the true you doesn't have any fear. So you don't actually get triggered, but all of the programming and the personality, all of that gets triggered, right? So sometimes when I'm feeling really triggered, I actually might need to just sit and breathe for five minutes, 10 minutes until I can feel my body return to equilibrium and to calm, right? So that conscious breathing is a superpower. It's so amazing to reset us. And we have that ability within us always to take that deep breath. Now, meditation is also a really amazing tool and it's helped me so much because what meditation does that it helps you to train your awareness and your attention. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I used to think when I first tried to meditate many years ago, I thought it was about clearing your head of any thoughts and not thinking anything. But again, that was trying to blow out the burner, right? <laughs> so that doesn't work. That's not the point of meditation. But even if you are sitting in that presence and that awareness and you're observing your thoughts, you're like, oh, wow, look at what I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that. That is so powerful. So meditation, again, it's not about clearing your mind. It's about training your attention and your focus. 
and meditating is something that I resisted, right? So what are the things that you're resisting in your life? What are the things that you're like, oh, maybe I should do that, or I feel like I should do that, or I think that would help me, and people say that that would help me, but I don't want to do it, right? Oh, I mean, I really want to meet somebody, but, you know... I'm just really busy and I don't want to do online dating and I don't want to try this and I don't want to try that. That's all resistance, right? So those are all just thoughts that we have that we have taken to be reality, right? And so when you start to have more awareness of that, then you get to choose, right? Instead of just reacting to your thoughts, reacting to the programming, reacting to the triggers, you actually get to choose. Oh, wait, I get to set the temperature here. Always quoting Amari, but he's so great. Amari Ice, he says be the thermostat, not the thermometer. So meaning don't just go into life and being like, oh my gosh, it's hot and I'm hot. And now I'm, ah, you know, I'm freaking out, right? You're like, wait a second, what temperature do I want it to be? Okay. That's where I'm going to set my internal barometer and that's where I'm choosing to stay. So that's really difficult to do without some type of practice of meditation, something that brings you into presence, into present awareness, because in that place, you feel very empowered. You feel very centered. You can start to not just intellectually be like, okay, I'm powerful. I'm a co-creator of my life. No, you start to feel it. You're like, oh, damn. <laughs> I feel it. I feel my power, right? You have those insights, those really deep knowings when you're able to go into meditation. Journaling also is something that for me has been really powerful. When I journal, I basically go into a meditative state. I mean, somewhat, you know, just because I'm so focused and I let it flow. Journaling is not for everyone, but I have had so many insights. I've had so many breakthroughs just because I'm writing and something comes out and I'm like, oh my God, it's that's wow, that is what's really going on. Right. And I also really enjoy voice journaling, meaning I've started the habit of recording voice notes on my phone. And I find that talking, just talking to myself on my voice recordings has been really helpful to, again, have deeper insights, deeper levels of clarity, deeper levels of awareness. And it all helps because it's all going to my ability to really be the determiner of my internal state versus me just reacting to my thoughts, to my circumstances. This is all a practice, but with more practice, those thoughts lose their power over you. And then the thoughts that do serve you, that are empowering, that are useful, right? You start to get insights. You start to get ahas. You start to get, oh, these moments of clarity, right? All of that starts to naturally arise the more you do this internal work. So this is really self-care, right? This is self-love. Self-care is an element of self-love. And it's really understanding, well, how do I want to feel? And what are the things that I can do to support myself in feeling that way? And if you are not doing anything to foster an internal state that feels good to you, then you are really doing yourself a disservice and your ability to manifest what you want is going to be incredibly compromised. So you are the key. You have the power within you. And this is very contrary to how most of us were raised and to what our society says. But manifestation is all about transcending the collective limitations that we have put on ourselves, that society has put on us, that we have from our past programming and starting to imagine and understand that we can create so much more when we give ourselves that permission. And when we do this work of giving ourselves the tools and developing the tools within ourselves, that we can just start to do that all the time. We can do that with ease. So 
it's a little challenging at the beginning when you're starting to do this work and you're starting to bring this awareness and cultivate these abilities within yourself, but it gets easier. And then you go to another level and another level and another level. So it's never done. It's not set it and forget it. This is just how we operate as humans, right? This is how we are meant to operate as humans. And it's such a gift to be able to transcend your circumstances, transcend your past programming. And it's been so life-changing for me. And I hope that this is helpful to you. You know, maybe it's a starting point or maybe it's a midway point somewhere along your journey where this helps you to get a little bit closer, higher to that next level, to expand more, to receive more, to manifest more, because you absolutely can. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. (laughs) I hope that it's been helpful. And I'm so excited for episode 100, because I will have my special guests, my special friend, AC Brown and Amari Ice. And three of us are going to be talking about our biggest manifestation lessons and answering some questions. So there's still time to submit a question. So if you are listening to this podcast in real time, then definitely feel free to shoot me a DM. You can shoot it to me on Instagram at Dear Franny or at Dear Franny Podcast and love to hear your questions. So appreciate your support. For those of you who've taken the time to rate the podcast, review the podcast, thank you so very much. And if you haven't yet done that and you're enjoying it, please do. It means so much to me and to the team. It helps really with getting the podcast out there and in front of more people. And also, if you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend or on social and please tag me. I'd love to see it. I'm at Dear Franny everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, all the places, LinkedIn, everywhere. This is a big topic, and I know this is a pretty short episode, a little introduction to how to start to be more internally aligned and to release some of that resistance. Because remember, what you want is available to you. Your heart-centered desires can and will be fulfilled. It is just a matter of clearing any of the obstacles that you might have unconsciously put in the way, right? And our thoughts are an amazing place to start in terms of understanding what some of those obstacles are, what some of that fear, how it's manifesting in our minds. And that's how we can start to change it in our hearts and in our lives. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day wherever you are. And I will be back next week with episode 100. All right. Take care. Thank you.